You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey guys, Paul from Rare Drop here. Just wanted to give you guys a quick update because we've officially launched our Rare Drop Roleplay brand with three separate campaigns for you to enjoy. It all starts on Tuesdays with Rare Drop Roleplay Reckoning Hour, hosted by Captain Robert and crew. On Wednesdays, our roleplay adventures continue as T-Rex hosts Rare Drop's Bizarre Adventure. And then we cap the week off with our third roleplay campaign on Sundays, Ancient Relics and Hokey Religions, hosted by our friends at J&J Tabletop. We hope to see you this week for some amazing fun and creative storytelling and don't forget to check out the website for the latest content merch and updates on all things rare drop hope to see you soon sign up to do this. <laughs> yeah, we have Alex and Molly from Star Wars Explained. If you're not familiar, then you, you're obviously not a fan and leave. Um, <laughs> so impressive, Kevin. That's a very fancy intro. I like that transition. It's, it's different every time. <laughs> There's just no rhyme or reason to what we do here. We just a bunch of nerds drinking and talking about Star Wars. Uh, anyway, welcome guys to the show. We're going to spend the next hour or so Chatting with you guys about what you do, your adventures with Twitch, the Mandalorian trailer, and all things Star Wars. Um, if you're on Twitch and you want to ask some questions tonight, you can use the questions command. If you're on Facebook, you can use the pinned comment uh, and click the Slido link and ask any questions for anyone. Of course, I'll be reading them first, so if you're an idiot, your question will be read. Sorry, idiots in chat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we get like one or two of those every second. Yeah, we you know, do. They, they, so yeah. Got to be careful. Uh, and if you're listening in the future, obviously you should be here live so you can get your questions answered by uh, whoever we have on the show this week. But welcome again, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us and uh, get nerdy with us. Uh, I guess my first question, and uh, we'll start with Molly, 
is what was your introduction to the world of Star Wars? What is your earliest memory? I love asking guests this. We always get different answers, but I'm always curious, like what brought you into all of this? Mm, I know my dad bought me the, well, probably didn't buy it for me specifically, but <laughs> they got the gold box set of the VHS mm -hmm. tapes yep. for Star Wars. And I, I was like, oh man, what is that? And I like, we sat down and watched them all and, that was my first introduction to Star Wars, but other than that, like, I didn't really become super involved in, like, thinking of Star Wars every single day, obviously, until we started the channel. Um, but, like, I, I remember growing up, like, uh, a very specific memory I have is of this kid that I knew in middle school. He's kind of a dork, but he was getting, like bullied and made fun of for liking star like having a star wars shirt on and liking star wars and i just remember being like get the fuck out of here like <laughs> stop stop bullying him for liking something cool and the the guy just like didn't know what to do <laughs> which is funny because um, now if you see someone wearing a star wars shirt this oh man where'd you get that one right right <laughs> it's it's totally different than it was when we were all growing up alex what is your introduction to all of this uh yeah i was Eight, I think. Uh, yeah, that'd be 1995. I, I live in Atlanta. We live in Atlanta. And the Olympics were here in 96. So they were like building stuff up for it. And we went down to Olympic Park. I don't know why, but someone was walking around dressed as Darth Vader. <laughs> it, it felt like, yeah, it was very weird now that they I think back on it. did that during the Olympics. So I think it was kind of like a Las Vegas Hollywood kind of like I'll just dress up and walk around and people will take pictures with me or it was Dragon Con that's another option it could have been a convention <laughs> nearby but anyway I saw Darth Vader and I was like who is that uh, and my my dad just started telling me all about who Darth Vader was and I was like I've got to see these movies so we went home and they had it like taped off of TBS and we watched the first Star Wars movie and that that was that I just like watched that tape for the rest of that summer until it broke and then they were like all right i guess we'll get you the rest of the vhs's <laughs> do you remember you them do you remember you didn't the know that there were other movies uh no like for they they kind of let me wear myself out just on that for a while they were like let's see <laughs> how long it? we can let this ride <laughs> yeah and, and then That's they were cool. like and here's the second one it was like what <laughs> <laughs> you said you recorded it from tbs do you remember the commercials because oh vaguely like uh, they're they're mostly local ones like uh, Wolfman and Donna. Molly, mm -hmm. do you remember those? <laughs> oh yeah, the used uh, like furniture place. Uh huh. Uh -huh. That's <laughs> so I, I remember a bunch of local that commercials. Many times that you remember the commercials. That's fantastic. I had that with Rocky <laughs> Four. I recorded it off WPIX eleven in New York, and I remember the Arby's commercial that was on there. The the Mount Airy Lodge, which Northeasterners will remember what I'm saying. What's crazy, though, is that kids now would never even think about recording shows that popped up. Like, I mean, they'd use, like, the DVR, but having, like, put a, a VHS in into the, the into the VCR and then hitting record. No, like, I'm watching things. I'm watching Clone Wars with my son. He has not seen one commercial during, it's we're wild. in season four. He has not seen it's one wild. commercial. It's not fair. It's so, yeah, it's just bizarre to think about, like, stuff not being readily available. Or, yeah. I, I, we we listened to a podcast about the X-Files and just talking about how nuts people went 
for this show in the early days of the internet. And it was like, you watched it once live and then you were done. That was it. Like (laughs) you, you hopefully taped it. It's (laughs) such a different thing now where it's like, ah, it'll be on Netflix in a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Heck, even books. I listen to audio tapes now, like on my phone from audible. And it's like, I I don't, I don't pick up, I don't go and buy books from the bookstore. I just listen to them now when I'm working out or driving. Life is so much easier now. Yeah. Kids won't appreciate how it was for us back in the day. I know, kids are so spoiled. <laughs> Man, I've been saying this for years. It's nice to have other people saying it with me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. Um, awesome. So when did you guys start the channel? What was the journey like of, of building it up? And, and uh, you know, you, you guys have been on stage at Celebration, and you've been a huge part of the Star Wars community. When Tim said, hey, uh, I could ask uh, Star Wars Explained to me on the podcast, I was like, well, what, what, what are you waiting for tim like <laughs> we started a star wars podcast let's move with this um what was the journey of getting to the point uh where you are now where you're such an uh, i would call it an integral part of the community like your your analysis of the mandalorian trailer was in the top three that i watched right after it came out um yeah so i already mentioned dragon con and uh we started going to that in 2009 i think and they have an annual like just hard as shit trivia contest and i would always go and compete and i would do okay in it uh i'd I'd be able to get into the top 10 top five i'd never won and every year i was like man if i just studied a little bit i could probably win this thing and after a few years of saying that i finally was like you know what i am gonna study and they're they just announced they're gonna do these new movies so it was in 2015 that i finally was like all right, I'm going to study and I figure making videos will kind of be a good way to get this stuff into my head. I also come from a video marketing background and at the time Star Wars YouTube was very uh very long. Like every Star Wars YouTube video on a topic was like 30 minutes and I was like oh. I can't watch this. Uh, <laughs> I, I like they were good, but I can't just binge all these things. So my initial idea was to do very shallow dives on like characters and just like in a minute, two minutes, you know, the basics about this character, who they are. Um, so I started doing that and it was mostly as a way to study for a trivia competition. It still took me seven years to win it. Um, but <laughs> but that, you did. That's, yeah, I finally won it last year that's and awesome. then I lost it again this year. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You've won it more times than we have, so be be proud. True. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I'll start with Molly. Molly, what's your favorite piece of content? It could be a book. It could be a television show. It could be an episode. It could be a movie. Whatever of Star Wars. Like, what's the go-to of like? This is my favorite thing. Like, I can't live without this in the universe. Um, I'll probably say The Force Awakens because that was the movie that really, like, we had just gotten the channel kind of taken off and that was the movie that really got me back into star wars and same for probably a lot of other people um and people say oh it's just like a rehash of a new hope blah 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 which is fair but i just i love all the sequel trilogy characters i that movie is just so much fun i love it was that around the time that you did your dark ray cosplay uh yeah, pro- like sometime afterwards. I can't remember the first year that I did it, but 
I the only reason I remember I, that I, is because when the trailer came out and Dark Ray was a thing, like you were freaking out. You were like, I called yeah. it. I called it all the time. Like, <laughs> it was good. I'll be waiting for my check in the mail. <laughs> You're welcome. What about you, Alex? Um, I mean, I, I think I still have to go A New Hope because that is the one that really yeah. sucked me in and made me fall in love with everything. That is my gold standard for Star Wars. But if we want to go with something like a, a little different, <laughs> a little off the beaten path, uh, more recently, like since the Disney acquisition, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is my favorite oh, thing that they've done. So good. I fell in love with that story. It was just like, I kind of didn't know what to expect from it. And it just blew me away. I was thinking it was going to be like, oh, it'll be fun and you'll hack and slash and yay. But like the story was really good. The characters were really good. I spent the second half of that game just like with my mouth open, like, oh my God, I can't believe we're going to Ilum. And like, I can't believe we did this order 66 thing. And like, that was me and just, Tim. oh yeah, man, dude, it was so good. The, the ending is just probably still my favorite with just the force bubble around the water was just, that was chef kiss. That was so uh -huh. good. I, so my jaw dropped when I heard Vader breathing. Like, just drop. I was like, oh, they, no. They do such a good job of teasing that, where you're like, we're going to this Inquisitor Fortress, and it's on this planet called Nur, but there's also this red planet really close by. <laughs> and you're like, is that what I think it is? And so then when he shows up, you're like, yep. <laughs> I, uh, I, the one thing I love about that game too was another, I love the different perspectives of Order 66. And I th thought Cal's was such a good uh, addition to that whole story. Um, question for you. So we have the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker when, you know, Ray basically has all the Jedis, that, you know, that we're with you. Blah, blah. What is your idea, theory? Cal might be dead. Cal might be still alive. Why wouldn't Cal be there? Was it just because he, he wasn't revealed until later in the process? What's your <laughs> thought process on that? Tim and I don't really have a basis for this. We just kind of play ping pong with ideas on it. I have an idea. Go, Molly. I don't, you go first then, because I... I don't think J.J. Abrams knew who Cal Kestis was. Sure. <laughs> but but I also don't think... I don't, I don't think he knew who Kanan Jarrus was. No, I think he probably just went to the story group and they were like, and then a bunch of Jedi say some stuff <laughs> and, and they were like, OK, we'll get on the we'll get on the phone and did get feel, some people did feel a little dialed in, like you just said. So, yeah, <laughs> like, he tried to get them to change Dio's name after the Battlefront game, like way after it came out, because he wanted to name the other little droid. What's his name? Dio. Which huh? one? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the other? I'm uh, blanking on Alex. <laughs> the the little droid that he voices in the Rise of Skywalker. Dio. Dio. Yeah. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> what What's the name of the the one from Battlefront? Oh, from Battlefront or from from Jedi Fallen Order? From Battlefront. That that one was like. Oh, the slicer droid, the one that she had on her back. Yeah, one D ten. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. Chad will know. They always oh, know. I got, I got really excited. Yeah. I thought she was talking about BD1, then I was going to go that's get what I thought. Yeah, that's why. I, thought. <laughs> I was, I was like, okay, excited. let's talk about this. this guy? Let's talk about this. Um, awesome. Next question, and we, we dive away from Star Wars a little bit to talk about you two diving into Twitch and content creation that's not Star Wars, which is funny because when we started, uh, when we were talking before the show, they were like, yeah, you know, it's our escape from creating Star Wars content. And Tim and I were like, that's funny, because this is our escape from playing video games all the time. 
Uh, how has Twitch been? Molly, you were telling us about Fall Guys and how you're really good at video games, like mm. the best. Oh, yeah. Pretty much the best. Yeah, she was. Uh, <laughs> okay, Ninja, watch out. <laughs> I, I every time I play Fall Guys, I put in the like title description, uh, crown attempt number whatever number <laughs> 10 20 30 i don't know how many times i've played the game but i have still yet to get my own crown except for the pity crown that they give you at the beginning <laughs> so yeah i'm on that journey <laughs> it, it's such a satisfying feeling when you get it though it took yeah. it took me like a week it was rough. i'm getting better at it, it but i week. i just i i get so worked up yeah when i do play games and i <laughs> And known to yell really loud and blow people's <laughs> eardrums out. <laughs> that's the joys of it. That's that's your content. That's fun. Yeah. Are people you, seem to enjoy it. Do you find that people come in even when you're like, okay, like I stopped by your stream earlier, Alex, you're playing uh, uh, Super Mario. Um, do you find people coming in and being like, hey, I know you're doing this, but I really wanted to ask you about your last video that you made and like completely throwing you off topic? Uh, I mean... I just expect it. You're okay with it? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's what I'm known for. It's not like I'm going to be like, we don't talk about Star Wars here. <laughs> like, uh, nah, like, I, it's, it's more just an excuse for me to play a non-Star Wars game because, I don't yeah. know, I feel weird streaming Mario on my Star Wars channel. So. Sure. No, of course, that makes complete sense. Tuesdays are always rough because it, whatever Tim and I fought about, uh, they come into chat on Tuesday and they're like, I think you were, and I could be doing something completely different. We'd be having a serious conversation about something. <laughs> like today I was doing a watch party for the new episode of the boys and somebody came in and they were like, I wanted a, a few points on your Mandalorian trailer observations. And I'm like, I'm literally watching something with chat right now. <laughs> but this is, this is, uh, Tim's been streaming a little bit longer than I have, but this is six years of frustration with, with content creation uh, on Twitch. Yeah. So. You're in a little different path than we are. It's still exciting. Yeah, you sound the old grumpy old guy, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> grumpy. Uh, have you have you guys been to Galaxy's Edge yet? Yeah. Yes. The Florida uh, or LA? It uh, was LA. LA. Okay. I've been to I've been to the Orlando one. What did you think? What was your your thoughts feelings when you were there? So much fun. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah just man. fun to walk around and be with friends and. Um, it, I mean, it was at EA play that was it last year. Yeah. That and was, they did like, one last year. Yeah. They took us to Disneyland and we kind of like, uh, forced our way in. <laughs> we were like, well, I will say more begged. We begged our way in. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the, that was some people. It was as a true, another game changer as a true, like had the foresight to make a reservation for that day. And he got yeah. the two of us in. That and was then, back when everything was reservation only. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe it still is. I don't know. I don't think it is anymore. No, it isn't. I went in he, uh, in January and you can just walk in. Like the second he heard the dates for EA Play, he just made reservations. Smart. And then like he lucked out and he was like, all right, I have one and I can get four more people in. And we were like, yes, please. We were like, hey, buddy. <laughs> hey. Hello, new base so, like, a bunch of the Star Wars game changers had to split off, but then they all made it in anyway. So it was, yeah, that was so much fun to just be there with a bunch of other Star Wars fans. Uh, we went and built lightsabers together and flew the Falcon together. So much fun. Yeah, the the Falcon ride was uh, was great. I took my son; he was five at the time on it, and it was a little much for him. He kept looking back at me like, "Is this thing gonna crash?" That <laughs> like because it moves so much, and he has no idea that it's not real. 
Yeah. Uh, especially with the way I talk to him. Like, oh, this is Chewy, look out. Uh, <laughs> so we, I went at night, and, and I remember the way it is in, in Florida, I don't know about L.A., but the transition from the rest of the park into Batu is so organic with the way they take you through a tunnel and then the foliage changes and then you hear the ships and the comms going off and you're just like, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> and I was just freaking out and I, I forced everyone to go back the next day. I was like, I need to see what it looks like during the day. <laughs> uh, so we went back uh, and I, I built a lightsaber with my son, which was, it, it would have been awesome to do my own, but to experience that with him was just, we got it on our, our like, what was it? Episode two, Tim, of the, of the vlog. Yeah. Yeah. We got on our vlog, and I got to to just experience, you know. Especially, I don't want to give it away for everyone, but the end when so and so does the mm -hmm. thing, he was looking <laughs> at the ceiling like, "What, Dad? Do you hear that?" <laughs> uh, and then I had to stop him from swatting strangers next to us with it because he was so excited that he just got his <laughs> lightsaber. Um, which I, it's great because now it's a disciplinary tool. It's like I will take your lightsaber away if you do not eat all of your dinner. <laughs> That's probably what they did with Padawans too. Easily, yeah. <laughs> Let's don't get... make me get Master Anakin in here. <laughs> oh, Tim, that's dark. <laughs> what did was... you get like all the different lightsaber crystal colors and all that? I so I didn't learn about the different colors that you can get in like the shop afterwards. Everyone's like, "Did you get a black crystal and a, or a red crystal?" There's a like, what is it, one in one thousand chance or something it can turn into the dark saber. I was like. What? No, no one told. Yeah, you can get yellow too. What? No, no one told me this. <laughs> Plus, the line for uh, Doc Honduras was like, "Oh yeah, around the block." And my family was not going to let me sit there and wait on that line, so I just kind of poked my head in, looked around, and left. Uh, but wow, a lot, of, a lot of the stuff that you can get in that store is now online. Mm -hmm. So I need to figure out like what I don't have that I really want, and see if I can just buy it off the. the, the I would webs. I would get the legacy lightsaber 100. percent Like there's yeah there's no reason to not do that. But well well now well I sent you the the link. I don't know if you guys saw it, but um they're doing a vote on what what the next lightsaber you can buy is gonna be, and I want the Cal Kestis one only because I didn't get that one from Microsoft, uh -oh. and I want it so badly. <laughs> So I voted for that Sorry. one. Alex, that's a nice lightsaber you have there. I happen to have something very similar right here. I didn't get uh, one. <laughs> that's weird, Tim. I don't know why you didn't get one, Tim. Uh, so I voted for that one. There's actually a, there's a good list of them, too. You can get, uh, get Qui-Gon's, Anakin's. Um, what's the one from Vader Immortal? Lord Corvax, uh, yeah. Lord Corvax. Yeah, that is, one looks that one's. It's very elegant, and I saw a picture. I was like, I held that in my hand. Yeah, <laughs> it's so different. It's yeah, it's, like, it's very. It's almost like medieval looking because like the mm -hmm. kyber crystals kind of just suspended within the hilt, and it just looks so cool. Mm -hmm. It's it's a very elegant lightsaber. It's uh, Anakin, Qui Gon, Ezra, Kanan, Cal, and Lord Corvax. But it's not that it's not the Ezra lightsaber from Rebels, where it also had the gun configuration in it. It looked more yeah. like a traditional lightsaber, which I was kind of bummed about. I was like, if it looked like a blaster on the hilt, I would totally get it. And shoot yeah. like little Nerf balls out of it. Yeah, something. <laughs> it doesn't I feel look like as Qui -Gon's, snappy. Qui Gon's lightsaber to me looks like a toy. It looks very basic. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. look interesting at all. I mean, he's kind of a just a no nonsense guy. That's he wouldn't true. have a lot of flash on his hilt. He's just like a cylinder button. Got it. Yeah, that's no fun to put on my wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kanan's is cool. I like it with the little circular hilt piece. Yeah. But Cal's is probably the best there. See, so the back end's blown off. It just looks so good. Yeah. This looks really neat. 
But uh, speaking of uh, being EA Game Changers, we talked a little bit before we started about Squadrons. So Hell are yeah. you like, like you're excited for that? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I, I feel for like... me, like I'm excited for the storytelling. Like I, I probably will not invest a lot of time in the multiplayer. Um, but like, are you excited more for story or are you excited just more for just being in a cockpit and just living out that fantasy? I mean, we need story content for our sure. channel to keep going. So like, I'm always, <laughs> if a video game's coming out, I'm like, is it going to have a story? Great. Uh, but having touched the multiplayer and being a big old fan of just pilots in star wars i feel very fortunate like the, the past two video games released for star wars have been like tailor-made for me uh it, it's just getting i uh, i don't know it's just like they, they're watching what i'm saying and doing it i don't think that's <laughs> what they're doing but i appreciate it uh so yeah, I, the the multiplayer is so much fun. It, it feels, I don't know, it, it feels unlike any other Star Wars flight sim that I have done, uh, but in a really, really good way. Everything feels right, and it feels easy enough to pick up, but also like every time I'm learning, oh, I can do this too, and like yeah. you're picking up a little more and a little more and kind of getting that competitive edge. Even have yeah, your, I feel like even once you can... Behind you. <laughs> Once you can uh, squat up with your friends, it's gonna just make it that much better. Like, yeah, that mm -hmm. that's gonna be so fun. Tim and I are gonna use voice mods and and helmets. And Kevin oh. wanted Kevin wanted to get. Do you, you have it? Did you buy the helmet? No, I couldn't find it in stock. Oh, Kevin wanted to, Kevin wanted to get an actual helmet to go over his head and then play that way. Yeah. You got Alex one? Got the, Bigs, <laughs> the, the Bigs helmet. So Molly got me a Bigs helmet for my birthday like three or four years ago. Is that ago, the one that actually has the padding in it and everything? It does, but you can take it out. So oh, like, cool. I, I took it out and I was like, I wonder. And I, I got it over this headset. So I'm going to do a full on just like dress up as a pilot and play. And that's why I'm normally very clean shaven. Uh, but I'm going to shave all this off. Just get the, the rebel Excellent. mustache yes. going. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> That's I'm just going to go full in on this and maybe do like maybe do something like Stone Mountain does where yeah. he's in character uh, during just, PUBG. I might just fly around and like call everyone Vanguard, too. <laughs> oh That's beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, yeah, to, uh, I, I'm excited for uh, Squadrons. Tim, we're, we're going to do multiplayer. Don't don't talk. Like yeah, no, we, we are. But like for me, like I just I want to get more into the story. Um, of course. Like, this is like. It's a really interesting point in the Star Wars timeline, and so I want to know more about it. You were yeah, that that like CG short that they released hmm. was it was very, so good, it was excellent, very good. It was well done. Honestly, I would love to watch more of those. Like if they just did like you know episodic and they just released a couple of those, I'd be very very happy. Yeah, same. <laughs> but I'm I'm a big aftermath fan, so like for me, like this is a really really cool point in like what the Empire is doing. So. I see. Yeah, uh, th it's such a weird, like, weirdly, <laughs> it's it's kind of been unexplored. Uh, with just this like right in the middle period, because aftermath was like, I don't know, three months after, and I I feel like there's still a lot more to learn for this story point, and getting to see like Ray Sloan and stuff, uh, finally like in a not live action, but I don't know, <laughs> on screen representation. Yeah, she gets to come like, alive. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff and like Hera. that is really exciting. Hera, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, Alphabet she was in the trailer for like a split second, right, Hera? That was mm -hmm. so cool. Oh, I didn't know she was in the trailer. That's cool. There's like cool. a split totally second where you see her. She's in front of a screen, like pointing at something. And it, it was, I was like, that was Hera. I remember screaming <laughs> in chat. Um, <laughs> before we jump into Mandalorian, because it's inevitable and chat will get riled up if we don't. Uh, High Republic, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Uh, I'm excited to see a young Yoda. Uh, I read the first chapter of the first book. Uh, aside from that, I'm excited to explore an entire new era and see things that we've never seen and maybe get more hints to Old Republic and things that came before. Yep. <laughs> that's yeah. I, that's, I, that's I all that. I care about right now. Just yeah. getting away from the Skywalker saga. And yeah. at, at first, we were kind of like, we don't necessarily want to see Yoda or hopefully like he doesn't take up too much of the High Republic stuff because, like, yes, we all know who Yoda is. Uh, maybe we'll see him in his like bad boy stage <laughs> of life. <laughs> He's still gonna be stuff. like seventy. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just yeah, I'm so excited for all the new characters, uh, all the cool Jedi concept art, uh, and like the different color lightsabers. I'm I'm very excited. Do you? Yeah. I, oh, go ahead, Alex. Uh, I, I was just going to agree with what you said getting and what molly said getting away from the skywalker saga uh because i think that the more we stick in with that the, the more likely it is that people are just never going to be happy mm -hmm. i think part of the reason the mandalorian is working so well is that it's like here's a bunch of new characters you've never met before and we can do anything we want with them and boy isn't that fun yep <laughs> so yep. I, i'm really excited to do that with some new characters but also yeah in a new era that even legends fans didn't really explore all that much there's just going to be nothing for anyone to compare to we're just going to be living in this new era and it's like well in legends they did this it's like nope they didn't do that they never touched it <laughs> so and yoda yeah i agree i'm like i ah, kind of don't want him to be in it a bunch but i do think that there's some stuff to learn about who he was and about the jedi because i think what we're going to see is maybe this is the last days of the height of their power. Yeah. And we're going to see something change them so that they turn into what we know them in the prequels. Yeah. And I think Yoda might also change. So I think they're bringing him in, in, in for a reason and not just for like a look, it's Yoda. They Hopefully. could also well, establish a bunch of characters before Yoda's like fully brought into the fold because there's right. no like end date on this. It's we're exploring a whole new era. So you know, he might be in the stories, but until he plays a major role, it could be years. Yeah, I said before we found out Yoda was going to be in it, I would say, like, if Yoda is in this, I think it would be cool to find out that he is, like, off on, like, a solo mission, um, like, trying to figure out more about the Sith. Because there's that line in The Phantom Menace. I forget what it is. The, just the fact that he knows always two there are. Yeah. 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 It's like so. uh, the rule of two was a brand new thing to the Sith and they've been gone for a thousand years. So how does Yoda know about yeah. that? Mm. So yeah. there's something he can do there. Yeah. Cause what the rule of two at that point, if you go by legends, cause obviously we can't go by canon is Darth Bane, which is, I want to say 400. I'm so rusty on time. 400 years before ish. Thousand. Like thousand. So Darth Bane is the last known Sith. Even then, like, and a lot of this is still true because they're coming from George Lucas's notes for right. The Phantom Menace. 
Darth Bane is a canon character yep. creation of George Lucas. Um, Darth Bane was like the sole survivor of some attack. That's all really George knew. And Bane was like, okay, we're going to just do me and an apprentice. Right. And that's it from now on. And so there shouldn't really be anyone that knows about the Sith in right. those thousands of years. And no one should know about the rule of two. So I don't know they, they might play with that and try to answer. That's interesting. I never clarify. picked up on that minor detail. Yeah, that's cool. See, I love this conversation. Um, <laughs> so you had, you had mentioned one thing uh, earlier and I, it's completely off topic, but you said uh, maybe, maybe they'll be happy. Someone who's in, very deeply involved in the star Wars uh, community um, does it ever get on your nerves of how overly passionate some Star Wars fans can be and how they just never seem happy when it comes to Star Wars? I mean, I mean, you, you could be overly passionate uh, and still just like try to be cool about not continuing to harp on the things that you hate. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the, like the one thing that bugs me the most. I'm like. If that's all you want to talk about, like, what's the point? Yeah, I, I, I love how passionate people are about Star Wars. I think it's great, but at the same time, it's exhausting sometimes. Oh, it's something I definitely like. I understand where you're coming from because I we were already kind of taking small little jabs at it, and I don't mean that to be against anyone that liked the Rise of Skywalker a lot, but like we didn't really like the Rise of Skywalker, and so we did our review. We said like, you know, it, it disappointed me, and that was it. Like. I just don't like the the people who continue to yell about this one thing that they didn't like. And it's like, oh, yeah, I get it. Sometimes <laughs> the fact that we're getting so many Star Wars movies and stories now means some of them are going to disappoint you. But you're also going to get the ones that you loved. And like to me, the trade off is worth it. Fair. My point to those people is, did you love every story in Legends, too? They get really <laughs> mad when I ask that question because <laughs> I remember some ass shit stories from whichever <laughs> canon layer of legends you're picking to choose that week to tell me I'm wrong. Uh, there were some terrible stories. Then, but then everyone always goes back, what about the Yuzong Vong? Well, yeah, okay, cool. They're awesome, but we'll see what happens in the future. Calm down. Uh, I'm glad you asked that, Tim. That was a good question. We have some questions from chat, but we'll read those at the end because we have to talk about Mandalorian or everyone's going to pop off. I have the trailer here. I'm just going to skip through scenes. If you guys want to pull it up, you can. I can't pull it up on stream, but uh, Tim and I have, have gone over it ad nauseum with chat. I'm sure you guys have uh, with your communities as well. But I just wanted to ask a few key questions along the way. I watched your videos, so some of the questions might be redundant to your video. Either way, I want to talk about it with chat. Um First things first, obviously, we hear the armor talking over uh, the beginning of the video, repeating what she said uh, in season one when Mando uh, brought her the child and uh, they were heading out to to take him elsewhere. Now, we were joking before that I was going to grandstand on Tim and be like, oh, see, they're pointing towards the fact that she is bringing the Jedi, which was Tim and I's argument last week versus uh, the child's race. Alex chimed in on Tim's behalf and said, <laughs> well... <laughs> Without it's me, mostly without me saying Kevin. a word, without Tim saying a word, give us your two cents on that. It's mostly more what I hope happens, what I hope is the truth. From season one, what she is talking about, I don't see her specifically saying, you have to find the Jedi and give him to them. Like I think they're kind of under the assumption, and we might as well be as well, that all of Baby Yoda's species can use the Force. And yeah. so he's referring to them all as like, okay, they're enemy sorcerers. 
to me, it's all very vague. I think that that's a better setup for this kind of mystery, this quest, because it's something that we as the audience don't know about. We get to go on this journey with the Mandalorian and we get to follow these clues and we get to maybe at the end of the series, he he returns baby Yoda and we see their home planet. Like, I don't want to learn too much about them. Yeah. But I think that for the audience to be engaged, that's a better idea to be like, oh, like, where where is their home world? Who are they? Right. We don't know. Um, I totally agree that the trailer leans more into the find the Jedi. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, if that's the route they're going, then fine. And, and it still makes sense. But e- even then, it's like, okay, well, if you're trying to find the Yoda homeworld, maybe a good place to start is with the Jedi. So it could be that he's doing both in season two. You said something there too, which is interesting. You said, you know, to them, it's a mystery. It could be one in the same. It could be two in the other. If the emperor has done such a good job of two of erasing what the Jedi were from the knowledge of the galaxy. And the only history the Mandalorians have is, is the legend of Mandalore, the great fighting against these sorcerers. Uh, then they could be one in the same in his mind. Like there was no differentiation between one or the other. Like we have the knowledge. He doesn't. So Tim, we could both be right. All right. Or we could both be wrong. Would you prefer <laughs> that? I, I think, I think, uh, I just think him going to a Jedi of some sort, especially after it's just, it's been like the Skywalker saga is done. You know, it's like, it's, it would be too easy for him just to go find Luke. You know, it's like, or, I mean, like, and we're still very unsure about Ahsoka showing up. So right now it just makes sense for him to go out and explore uh, and to find his home world. So not to mention, that's how I feel, I think it makes things way too messy. And also if he's going to hand baby Yoda off to Luke and Luke's like, great, I'm about to go start a new academy with my nephew, Ben. Like, uh, no no one wants that. This is not a happy I'd ending. Be, I would be screaming at my TV, run, baby, Yoda, run! Well, we also talked about the possibility that he's the last of his species and yeah. they all got wiped out somehow. Because, like, I don't, I don't like the idea of him, of us, like, seeing all these Yodas, for lack of a better term, uh, it would be very like ET to me, and then I, I do agree with you. Like, on that. here you go, yeah. here's your baby. At the end, I think it's a better setup. I think it's a better setup for a story, but then it would be very strange if at the end it's like, look at all these Yodas. Like, all right, <laughs> now what? Yodas what is- and Yaddles. Uh-huh. Yes, excuse me. That's how you get a child. I want a, want a good excuse Yaddle. to go into the chaos more, like especially now. Like I've been reading, you know, Thrawn, and now in with with Descendancy, like I'm just I'm in that part of like of the universe now, and I'm just like really loving that because it's just it's so mysterious. I love yeah. I love the name the chaos. Yeah, it's so, it's so much cool. easier to say than the unknown regions. <laughs> <laughs> I still say unknown regions because my brain won't let me change it. Uh, but we all agree. Um, <laughs> so there was a couple planets featured in the trailer, too. Uh, and, uh, of course, I want to wildly speculate, as we do as Star Wars fans. I think we can all agree that Tatooine is 100% in the trailer. No questions asked. I hate that so hard, though. <laughs> Me so and Tim are, like, hard. on the same yeah, wavelength. Dude, I saw Tatooine and was like, fuck, again? Again? Really? <laughs> I was like... Like, and I, I was I was hopeful. I was like, oh, maybe maybe sand people are just out there, you know, just like the Jawas just showed up in other places, you know, maybe. 
Uh, and then no, like Tuscan Raiders, I is I feel like that's like people know Tuscan Raiders to be with Tatooine, and then like the one speeder bike scene. I'm like, no, that's definitely Tatooine. Like, here we go again. Tuscan you Raiders. Made a, you made a you made a really good point um, about um, the character from Aftermath, like showing up in season two. Um, I forget his name. Cobb Vanth. Yeah, Cobb Vanth. Like him showing up. Um, that would be very interesting because that's when like everyone's like, oh, we saw. You know, like how did his, uh, Boba Fett's alive, right? Like, no. No, there's no way. He's dead. He's very dead. And Kavan has his armor. Like, come on. So, but yeah, the- but then to my point, Kevin gave me a link that the 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 actor who plays Django is going to be in season two. Apparently, his his agency confirmed it. Apparently. So rumors, you know. I, but I he don't could know. also I don't be know. a clone. Yeah, that's could too. be Rex. They, apparently, <laughs> they I'm listed so him. For. Yeah, <laughs> apparently they listed him as Boba Fett. Yeah. on the the resume but you know whatever and like yeah uh, the boba fett thing doesn't bug me just because i'm used to it from legends like i'm sure it's just in my head that yeah boba fett's still alive he's out there somewhere but i do think it would be a fun twist to be like if he's going to meet up with boba fett and then this guy takes his helmet off and is like nope <laughs> i just have the armor <laughs> could it be yeah, a flashback like the... oh of, of boba fett maybe That's i feel like what those I was... The gunslinger episode. The end of that episode was like, like what? yeah, we didn't get resolution. We have no that idea. That was such a cliffhanger. So I was like, they're definitely going to go back to tattooing to hopefully give us more of who that person was. Well, well I like the idea that that on. was Cobb Vanth, save, maybe saving Finnick, finds yeah. this woman who needs help because that's the kind of person he is in aftermath. So I think that makes sense. Cool. So Tatooine's in it. We established that. We're all in agreement. Before we go on to the city at night that it looks like he lands on, which I also think is the water ship planet, let's talk about Ice hmm. Snow Planet. It's got to be Ilum, dude. Everyone <laughs> wants to say it's, it's Ilum. There's Ilum. a few. Everyone wants it to be Ilum. But Alex, a- tell us me. why it's not Ilum. Oh, I want it to be Ilum. But tell us why it could not be Ilum. I heard you say uh, something about it, it recently being possibly not because... If if he hears about Luke and what Luke has done, he it could be Hoth, or it could <laughs> yeah, be a new planet. Those are our uh, options. I think <laughs> it's, it's most likely Hoth. a new planet. It's most likely a new planet. Um, but the Ilum thing, I don't know. With the caves, it just looks very Ilum-like when you mm-hmm. compare it to Fallen Order and the Clone yeah. Wars. Um, but it does kind of make the timeline a little weird because we know from Fallen Order. They had already started construction on Starkiller Base. They confirmed right. Starkiller Base and Ilum are the same planet. So is he going to show up and like run into a bunch of... They're probably not First Order people yet, but, but like didn't we get Imperials com- or... Didn't we get confirmation of some sort that like we might see the beginning, the beginnings of the First Order? John Favreau said they would explore the origins or something. It was very vague, like they all speak, but... And when I first heard that, my assumption was that we would kind of talk about the New Republic a little more and kind of mm-hmm. see why the First Order was able to rise back to power at all. But we could literally see it. We could see them on Ilum if that's Ilum. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just like Dave Filoni is notorious now for like putting things from Clone Wars and things in Rebels in Mandalorian. So like that's why I feel like that the, the Ilum setting would make sense since what like Ilum was like three episodes of rebels so or clone wars sorry it was like three episodes of clone wars like they just focused on like the the padawans getting 
uh, their kyber crystals. So I, I feel like that it would it would be easy for him to pull that one off. But I just like I think it, to your point too. Also, when it comes to the first order, like we need. I don't know, we need kind of closure on like how it all happened. Like there's still so much mystery as to like what really happened within those 20 years. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm of the opinion like let's leave that alone. You I just want it to die. You're just over it. I don't want it to die. I just more want the Mandalorian to keep being its own thing. Every yeah. time we hear more, uh, Ahsoka is going to be in it. Rex is going to be in it. Boba Fett, like Bo Katan. So I, I I do want Bo Katan in it, but yeah, I, I don't want a constant like. This I, I liked it so much because it was its own thing. It was so and far now away, they're like, yeah. no, we're gonna pull you back into the main story. And I'm like, let it We said we were it. done with Skywalker, but here we are. <laughs> the reason I think it's Ilum is because I don't think those are natural caverns. They look just like the uh way that the base on Hoth was made with the sidewalls. And mm. that's why I think it is actually Ilum at the beginning of Starkiller. Now and and chat said this too, uh are they just going to go to a planet with a bunch of Imperials? If he got intel that this was where the Jedi went, it was a holy place, some sort, it would make sense for him to go to Ilum because I doubt everyone knows that the Empire is building another super weapon on Ice Planet. They're not really going to make it public knowledge, especially with the position they're in. So that would be why I would lean towards Ilum. You know, you could take the Ahsoka theory that Ahsoka tells him it's Ilum. Uh, I'm not 100% on board with that either, so I'm take that one with a grain of salt that, that that's another thing where i'm like okay yeah how does he find ilum right. ahsoka could tell him but ahsoka also knows the empire's there or she she knew yes. it from the book so yeah. like yes why would she be like yeah go there it's fine <laughs> <laughs> maybe she doesn't like him who knows <laughs> maybe baby yoda gets his own little kyber crystal oh, oh my so gosh with a little, little mini lightsaber <laughs> oh my heart i could give that to my youngest daughter <laughs> she would go around do you want that, to build that, a little lightsaber that's the one thing that I could see them finding Ilum is if Baby Yoda somehow takes them there through the Force. Yeah, it's Force. They just kind of there. Interesting. Um, I'm inclined to believe that this planet that he's walking through at night, where it looks like he landed, and then we kind of see the graffiti on the walls, is the same planet um, where we see all the Quarren and the Moncala uh, on, only because all of the lamps look exactly the same at night as they do during the day. That was one thing that we picked out with chat. So I really feel like it's the same planet. I could be 100% wrong. You guys can chime in as well. Uh, and then I'll give you the theory. But I, this planet could be Moncala because it has the Quarren and it has the Mon Calamari. So it's like we know from, from Clone Wars that they were at war with each other. But this is many years later. So obviously the conflict may have died. Down. Like, there's a million questions, but it just seems like an interesting thing that John Favreau would take us to another planet that we know. We'll talk about the hooded figure. Don't worry. We're still on planets. <laughs> what do you guys think? My, my first thought was, is this Camino? Like, cause the, the guy with the cloning thing in season one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I thought of Camino, but I was like, I, then there's all the Moncala and the corn there. I don't know. Like, Maybe it's just not as stormy there anymore. <laughs> Maybe all the cloning stuff is all underwater now. But that's what popped in my head first. Except for Tatooine, I think the safe bet for most of these is New Planet. Even Ilum. Like, I'm mostly with Ilum trying not to get my hopes up. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that this is probably a new planet. I would guess that the Graffiti Planet is a new planet. I like. I didn't pick out the detail with the lights, so that's interesting. But... 
the, if if we're going to follow the same model as we did with season one, I kind of think we're going to go like one planet at a time. Just here's adventure yeah. of the week. Um, hmm. So I kind of figure the graffiti planet will be its own thing. The water planet will be its own thing. Well, you but had, I, I think you it's probably pointed new. out in your video that you said that it could be the smuggler's moon, which I thought was really interesting. That's another thing that, where I'm like, I'd love for it to be. I yeah. doubt it. <laughs> that would be, but that would be cool. Like that would be a really interesting planet to visit. Cause it's not like that's just not talked about. Yeah. It, it fits with, like, so well with the Mandalorian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's Gamorrean fight pits on Narshada. Makes sense to me. <laughs> so the, okay. See, but Narshada to me would be more, um, Vegas esque. Hmm. Like, what was the planet in in uh, episode eight? I never remember the name of it. Can't Cantobite. Thank you. Uh, can- Cantonica. Sorry. That's there the you name. Go. It would look more like that, <laughs> but like Coruscant sized, city sized, because that's what Nar. I mean, again, have we seen Narshada outside of video games at this point? It was and in even a comic. that's not canon. Couple comics. Couple comics. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that could. That would be my vision of Narshada, but again, this show is not my vision. Um, right. he, he goes to like the Baltimore part of <laughs> the Baltimore. Or <laughs> <laughs> you have to lock your cruisers when you drive. Them yeah. <laughs> the Baltimore part of Narshada. <laughs> oh, I'm going to use that joke again later in the future. I'll give you credit, Molly. Don't worry. Um, okay. This other someone planet- in the chat. Named Baltimore Brooks said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you know it's true. Uh, this planet at the end uh, that's like kind of gray and volcanic and rock-like, I'm going to assume that's still Navarro. It just feels and looks exactly like where we were last season. Uh, I think that's a safe bet as well. Um Man, that cave at the end just screams Ilum to me. I'm sorry. I'm looking at it right now. And it's just like between the games I've played and... Uh, I kind of hope it's all. Um, let's talk about characters. So we got introduced to a few new characters. Uh, you want to do hooded figure first and get all those yes, rumors out yes, of the way? Yes, please. Let's get that one out of okay. the way because I'm Let me tired start of the speculations with this. on this one. It's not Ahsoka. There is not a chance in hell that is Ahsoka. There, I did it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of people that said, it's Ahsoka confirmed. I went and looked at the screenshot. I'm like, are you, it's just stupid. There's no way. Look at this. And they're like, it's a hologram. She's using a a, 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 a device to cover herself. Stop it. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The amount of the amount of speculating that went in my chat the day after was insane. People like, yeah, oh, she's, man. She's, yeah, she's just using a disguise. <laughs> Glad I didn't look at all that. <laughs> <laughs> just stop. Who is it? Bali? I mean, we're pretty we're pretty sure that's Sasha Banks, right? Yeah. That we're is, like, yeah, that's that, gotta be her. Yeah, I think like it's safe to say that. 99.9%. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know who she is, but I feel I, like yeah, I maybe think that's, I think that's the answer. Yeah, yeah. new character. I, like I don't think anybody she, knows. She could be a a Mandalorian that just isn't in armor. I think she might be a link to Bogatan somehow. Or some people said that she might be a Night Sister. <laughs> like, let's just go wild. So I, I thought it was just going to be an Inquisitor of some sort. Like, usually, like, whenever you see Star Wars characters in a black hooded robe, it's usually a dark force user of some sort. So, like, for me, like, I thought it would be, like, a, a, like an old rem- remaining Inquisitor that or someone who had been 
uh, been still been taught by someone who was no longer, you know, inquisitor or was training people up, something along those lines. I feel like she just she's just too evil looking. She has a very ominous presence to her. So that's my I I take it the other direction. I get a very Strider from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Sense yeah? Okay. That it's like he's he's hooded and in the shadows and he's sitting in the dark corner watching the hobbits and they're like who's this guy staring at us like i think that it's going to be a similar thing i think she'll be an ally in the end but they're definitely going with oh she's watching them and she's bad news yeah so it it, it could be either way i have to throw this out there is it sabine oh god no no there you go hard (laughs) no all around the board i'm not i don't hate the idea of it being sabine but i think more along like what you're saying alex like new characters please yeah like we don't need to revisit it'd be cool to see live action sabine and i mean skin tone everything is pretty on point for it to be but that could also be another debate by john favreau to be like will you fold for this Nah, she's on the chaos right now looking for ezra and that's (laughs) that's that's where she is in my mind she's just she's out there somewhere okay yeah, I'm 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 with I'm on board with the this is going to be an ally but maybe not at first like a fight with Mando and you know oh our our interests are aligned situation. Uh so no it's not married Jade chat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we deal with. Uh well if 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 it were uh as Tim was suggesting sort of like an inquisitor type character there's room for I mean, they they could like not even name her in the show, and then when the reference book comes out next year, they'll be like, "Yeah, hey, it's Mara Jade." <laughs> like, why not? People I don't be think they so will. Mad. I don't. I know. I don't think upset. they will. <laughs> do you do you subscribe to the theory that the Order of Inquisitors is was damaged by what happens in Jedi Fallen Order, and they never fully rebuilt over the course of time, which is why they're not in episode four and after for the most part uh i i just i think dave filoni said after rebels especially season two i think the final three inquisitors were in the season finale for season two and they all died got it yeah i, I think they're done okay and so like the, the the destruction of their of their base was like the cherry on top but i mean there's still there's always room just because yeah. dave filoni said oh, something yeah. in an interview doesn't mean they can't change their minds. Well, you said you also said Inquisitor-like character it could just be a Dark Force user that yeah. figures something out. I, I don't like the Night Sister one either because uh, our friend I forget her name in Jedi Fallen Order says is, doesn't she say she's the last one? She's not. But <laughs> oh, what, tell me. Com- comics. I actually have a video coming out soon about uh, the all the surviving Night Sisters. Oh, cool. I, I think there's like five. I'm the same way. I'll be like, oh, this is definitely a thing. And Alex is like, actually, in this comic. <laughs> See, I need like, that the, in my that life, is the though. one thing that I have slipped on is comics. Yeah, same. So, like, I'll I'll see the Vader comic snippets. Like, they'll, mm. they'll, they'll showcase the highlights of the Vader comic. I'm like, oh, cool, because I can follow. I just follow along that way. Uh, I'm not, like, I just, I don't have the time to sit down and read a comic, so... Um, it, it, if you could suggest comics to go and read, because, like, now I've just... I've, Kevin and I have been talking in the past like month or so. Like, which comic should we go check out? The Vader comic that you the, just mentioned. The, Vader the Charles yeah, Soule Vader, Vader yeah. comic. Honestly, just pick up anything that Charles Soule has done. Okay. He's amazing. Uh, where were we in the trailer? Oh, the uh, 
the X-Wings. Is that an yes. escort or is that a chase? I don't know. That, I, I, I get escort vibes from them, but I, I don't know. I want it to be an escort. I oh, do kind of like he's getting tailed. I thought he was in trouble. I kind of like the idea that the New Republic is presented as kind of bad guys at some points where maybe they've also heard about the child and they're like, maybe we want them. Maybe. And I'm sure they would have better reasons in the Empire, but uh, no one wants anyone to take the baby away from the Mandalorian. So he's going to run from him. I kind of like that idea, too, but I'm, I'm hopeful that they're not at odds. I got a I, a kind of, a, you know, stand down. OK, I'm going to pretend to stand down and then turns into a fight. And then the ship that we see at the beginning of the trailer, that's the result of that because it's completely damaged. And he looks like he's trying to find a place to land and fix everything. Yeah, he gets his ass kicked hard at some point because the Razor Crest looks like crap. <laughs> not the first time. <laughs> that's that's something I really hell. like about this show is that he is constantly getting beat up like i i remember just laughing when he was fighting those jawas in the second episode and they're like yes. hitting him with trash and i was like this is very funny like it's just not the vibe i thought they were going to give off with this show but i really like it well it's not very star wars esque to see your your protagonist to be just absolutely just thrown through the mud like he literally gets stomped <laughs> on by a mud horn yeah <laughs> so i mean like this guy has literally gone through mud and uh and i like that about it. it really shows the human side to his character Mm-hmm. Last character besides the uh uh actually there's one more after this. Uh our crime lord-esque buddy at the end watching the Gamorian fight pit. I can't find his name for the life of me. I know he did get a name. Uh is he our first live on screen Abyssin that we're going to see in Star Wars universe? Since the Cantina. Is there an Abyssin in the Cantina scene? God, yeah. I, I gotta hang out with Alex and get some drinks off. <laughs> is, that, is that a special edition thing, or was that in it? From... Nah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm googling. Hold on. Abyssin <laughs> scene. I, I remember the one that you're talking oh, about. Oh no, he's definitely in. Oh in, yeah, he in, is. In, in oh my god, four, that is. Kevin, yeah, hundred percent. Now I recognize him. I'm used to the ones from Swotor and Korriban, the the weird one that hides in I forget which temple it is. Uh, and I was like, oh man, I hope they make these real. So is this case in point? Is this guy in Abyssin? I, I would assume so. I do think he looks a little different, but I don't know that they would create another one-eyed, <laughs> close-looking creature. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, then, this would be the first one we're interacting with, because that guy is just hanging out in the cantina and getting wasted with, with all the other aliens. Sure. Um, I forget his name, Chad. I can't find it for the life of me. Um I, I guess my question, then, what do you make of that scene at the end there? Uh, assuming it's some situation of uh, crime boss. Is that one of the syndicates that we know and are familiar with? And this guy's in charge and Mando's trying to make a deal for something or other, or perhaps something with a bounty. What's your, what's your take on that? I think Molly changed my mind on some, like I, I tend to just, I think a problem I have is I take whatever's shown to me at very face value. And so I saw that dude, I think, is the one that strung up on the light at one point oh, in the trailer. Yeah, because his clothes look a little similar. So I saw that, and then I was like, oh, maybe this guy like gets helped by the Mandalorian, and like it's all a setup, and he lures him to his like little fighting ring or whatever. Yeah. And Molly was like, or the trailer's out of order. And I was like, 
Oh yeah, that is That's an true. option. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the likely We're, answer. They're sneaky with those trailers. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like maybe he meets up with this old contact at the Gamorrean ring, and uh, it's all set up, and the the Mando kills everyone there, and then maybe he's interrogating that dude after the fact. Mm-hmm. Cool. So uh, if you guys have a few more minutes, I do want to take some questions. Are you guys you got time? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So we'll do that. Uh, end all be all. What are you both looking for out of uh, season two of The Mandalorian? What are you expecting? What are you hoping for? Molly, you can go first. I mean, I'm obsessed with Baby Yoda. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Join the club. Uh, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, someone on one of our streams asked if we would see him use a new force power. Oh. And I was like, ooh, that's something I potentially would like to see. So I'll go with that. Maybe Baby Yoda does something completely new. Would we get a light and a dark one again, just like we got in season one? Maybe. Come on, Force Lightning. Tim would shit his pants if Baby Yoda pulled out some Force Lightning. Well, I think what I want is very in line with what you were just talking about, is something I was not expecting from this show. Well, A, I was like, when they showed the trailer, I was like, if this is going to be another one of those stories where like the the hardened criminal has to like protect a child and it teaches him to love it's gonna be dumb and then like we we saw baby yoda and i was like forget everything i said i'm dumb i'm the dumb one um but i really like and was surprised at what they're exploring that the baby is like witness to all of this violence and that his surrogate father is a very violent person and that, yeah, it's affecting him. Like, his impulse is to heal the Mandalorian in episode two. And then it's to choke Cara Dune <laughs> later. Like, and it, it does. It focuses on the baby's face a lot when the Mandalorian is disintegrating Jawas or flamethrowing stormtroopers. So I want to mm-hmm. keep exploring that. And uh, j- I just don't want it to lose that kind of like star wars yeah it, it's a great fun show but it also is kind of teaching you lessons about the light and the dark even if the main character can't use the force along those lines too uh maybe mando taught baby yoda to close his little mm. thing <laughs> that, that he writes in when bad things happen because yeah because <laughs> he does that right before mando shoots his little things off of his whatever uh, that, that's, that is that's something our our I was listening to our friends at the Force Center podcast talk about where, like, yeah, the baby knows his father's weapons. Like, he yeah. knows when shit's about to go down, <laughs> and he's just going to hide and, like, listen to all these people dying. Like, but maybe Mando <laughs> taught him to shut the thing. Like, yeah. he's about to attack something. Look away, little one. Just look away. Yeah. And they, they like, also... In- go ahead. I was going to say, it's like earmuffs. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> In that same podcast, they talk about how, like, the final line of the trailer, like, this is the way. It's, like, very aggressive and angry, and it's, like, it's a cool thing that we all love to say now, but all this killing, yeah, it's, like, it might not way. be the way for yeah. uh, for your son. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Do you do guys, as I say, not as I do. Do you guys feel like Din is going to play a role in reuniting Mandalore, or you you just feel like he's just a regular dude and they're going to remain nomadic tribes? With the dark saber in play, that's that's my kicker. Yeah, <laughs> they, I don't see well, him becoming a, a huge leader. I don't know, but a part yeah, of I, some I, sort of unification. 
Especially if we think that Bo-Katan is going to get involved in all of this. That's my hope, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just think as a foundling, he has a, he doesn't have, like, it's not his place. I, I like that his story is more just about what it means to be a Mandalorian and that yeah. he's all focused on the rules and the armor and this and that. And it's like Bo-Katan can show up and immediately pull her helmet off because right. she did it all the time in the Clone Wars and be like, what are you doing, man? Like, just come <laughs> on. Let's come come, come help me unite Mandalore. Like, <laughs> uh, Cool. Let's jump to some questions. Uh, there's one really good question in here that I want to ask you. Uh, Dave asks, when Obi-Wan was having a duel with Count Dooku, the evil Sith Lord stated... Uh, Qui-Gon and he were working together. Do you think Qui-Gon was a Sith? Your thoughts? No. <laughs> that was a quick one. Not at all. <laughs> I, love, I love that. No. no. <laughs> He's like us, Tim, when we get those questions. Yeah. yeah no. Shut up. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I, I, think, I think he... Uh, not, what am I looking for? I think he disagreed with the Jedi Council in a lot of the Jedi yes. ways. I think he knew that the Jedi had lost their way. I think he was also part of that to a degree. He just saw it more. But one of my favorite lines in a Star Wars story is from Claudia Gray's Master and Apprentice, where he talks about uh, the fact that he doesn't serve the light. Like Basically, there's a kind of Count Dooku-esque character who's like, I don't think the light's going to win and we should serve the dark side. And he's like, I'm not, I don't serve the light side because I want to win some cosmic game. I serve the light side because it's the light side and it's the yeah. right thing to do. So I don't see Qui-Gon ever joining the Sith. You get that, Tim? It's the what, right what? thing to do, Tim. Whatever, Kevin the Yo, Jedi are evil. Sith shitlord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jedi are evil, Kevin. We, I, I'm, I think I'm going to commission one of our artists, Tim, to do blue lightsaber with me and red with you and us cross because it just makes sense at this point uh, yeah. <laughs> as the logo. Over, over two glasses of scotch. Yes. Uh, and then you can have a gun under the table. I'm sorry, a blaster. Uh, Sven uh, asked, where do you think they will take the Cassian Andor series? It seems like they're going to have to fill some big shoes to match the excellence of Mandalorian. I, I hope we get to see when Cassian first meets K2 and like, well, meets him. I guess he would be the one to reprogram him, maybe. See, that's... Uh, an interesting thing, because they did a one-shot comic where he meets him, and I didn't think it was very good. And I'm so like, they might maybe say they... do over, right? <laughs> but then that like sets a weird precedent for canon, and like I would be fine with it because eh, the comic wasn't all that awesome. So if they were just like, hey, we want to do it in a show now because we didn't know we were doing a show when we wrote this comic, I think that's fine. But I know that people are gonna flip out over it. Do you think his story is compelling enough to have his own show? I think I, his line. I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think I the think... idea of him being rebel intelligence and like him talking about like all the shady stuff that he's done. I want to yep. see all that shady stuff. So do you think he could be like a, a Star Wars James Bond almost or like, like Mission Impossible? Like Mission Impossible style. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Like I think the emotional core of the show is going to be what Molly just said. Yeah. In Rogue One, he's like, all of us, like me and this other group of people, like we've all done terrible things sure. for the rebellion, and we can't just let it fall apart now. So we're all going to go with you. So this all matters. Uh, so I think we can see what kind of stuff he did, and we'll see. I think it has a chance to be like that darker, grittier story a lot of Star Wars fans want, but it would also mean something and not be dark and gritty for the sake of it. Yeah. 
I like I also Dark and Gritty Star Wars. Said oh yeah, it would be cool do. if we saw uh, the Cloud Rider gang, like Infus yes. Nest's mother. Yes, maybe that'd be very cool. That's also true. Like, there's a ton of room for uh, connections in that era, even with yeah stuff like Solo. Yeah. Cool. Sure. I think Lando is going to be like if, if that series ever sees the light of day, that'll be like the fun one that we uh, get to enjoy, <laughs> like the smuggler life. But it's like very light and like ha 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 and all that silly shit that Lando <laughs> loves to do. Uh, but I think it'd be it'd be in good taste because it just, it would just work for the character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Artie said earlier there was talk about squadrons. What is your favorite ship in all of Star Wars? I love the Clone Wars era, so it's the uh, Venator and the Arc One Seventy are mine for sure. Mm. I was going to let Molly go first because I say the same thing every damn time. I mean, yeah, I don't know that I have a favorite other than the X-Wing. That's, that's mine. It's boring, <laughs> but... nothing wrong with that. It's so cool. I have yeah. a least favorite. Go, go for it. I think the Slave 1 is ridiculous. It's pretty... I'm just going to say it. <laughs> it's I know a lot of people... Looking. I, I know a lot of people love it, but it just, it looks so dumb taking off and it's just like a giant target. It's it's so easy to shoot. <laughs> I always see it flying and it like, like you said, when it takes off, I was like, but how? It just, it's yeah. the way it, it just doesn't make sense. Oh, whatever. It's gotta be awkward as hell trying to get in that cockpit too, because you have to lay on your back and it's like getting in a spaceship right now. Think of what yeah. the G-Force would do too, it. as you like flipped up through the atmosphere mm. to, I don't know, it'd just be weird. Yeah. Uh, well, the Lego has like a little spinny thing for the cockpit, so it probably just spins around and compensates for any of that. G- oh, it's it's perfect. It's perfect the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, we'll go with that. That's fine. That, that can be the canon answer. Uh, Steven asked what everyone's drinking tonight. I polished off a uh, double shot of Macallan 12. Whatever yeah, else so drink. That's what I was drinking. We're both having uh, pumpkin, pumpkin fish. Pumpkin oh, yes. Oh, how is that? It's tasty. I, I've been, I've been not- trying to hold off my pumpkin beer until October, so it's it's sitting in my fridge. I'm just like, ugh. I have this one. It's not super pumpkin-y. It's, it's more just like So it's seasonal. Spicy. Yeah. yeah. Fall flavor. I have one, Tim, that you should try, and you guys should try too. It's uh, Southern Tears Pumpkin, if you've never had it. Yes. No, mm-hmm. I have a lot of pumpkin yep. in my fridge, Kevin. So I'm good. trying to go easy on it. That's that one, one has like a very strong pumpkin taste. That's the oh, one yes. my wife gets cinnamon sugar and does cinnamon sugar rims on frosted oh, so glasses. She goes to town. <laughs> it's a big deal in this house. That's that's about as, as, uh, as fall as we get. Enough. They also have pumpkin nitro, Kevin. Oh, Pete showed me that yesterday. It focuses. Anyways, yeah. I, you're, I'm gonna. You're gonna have to bring one of those over. It's very good. Yeah, try that. Uh, all right. Here's the question, Alex. Theories on how the moth ended up with the sacred Mandalorian relic. The, it's not called the white lightsaber, Dave. It's called the dark saber. Come on, <laughs> the white lightsaber. Can we just throw that question out now? <laughs> can we? And can we add the element of the? Uh, and I know you, uh, you've talked about this, but the uh, the Inquisitor element into the the answer for this. <laughs> Tim's ears uh, just burnt up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Moff Gideon is an Inquisitor. They said he was part of Imperial Security Bureau. Uh, and I, I just think he must have had something to do with the Great Purge. Took it. Maybe we'll see it in a flashback. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. If Bo-Katan is in it, we'll probably learn what happened through her. Um, but I forgot that we talked about this before. 
how it would be cool if we saw Moff Gideon in Squadrons. And, like, what oh. he's up to. Oh. Yeah, because he wouldn't oh. have necessarily left the Empire yet. There could be a little tease for, like, yeah. hey, yeah. play Squadrons, you'll learn a little more about Gideon. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I like that a lot, too. Tim, this one's for you, bud. Oh, crap. Uh, yes wants to know, question? is the hooded character in the Mandalorian Cheryl or Jar Jar Binks? Misa, don't think so. <laughs> Someone sent me a picture of a Jar Jar. They found at a flea market. I was like, could you mail that to Tim for me? I'll give you his address. Thanks. <laughs> what, a clown. what a clown. And he'll die on Naboo as a clown. Oh. He's a um, sad clown. He's a very sad clown. <laughs> Uh, Chad, PTSD. <laughs> Chad with the <laughs> Chad with the uh, the wild theory. I think the Razor Crest is floating out in a space, damaged in the beginning of the trailer. There's no one inside. The Lego version actually has a hidden escape pod feature, and it did, there's no question mark at the end of this. It's a period, and then it says FYI. So this is oh. a statement. This is not even asking us anything. This is Chad in the middle of building that. So, have we gotten that far? No, I haven't seen any secret escape pod. It must be in bags five or six. (laughs) 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 But that's interesting. Well, let us know once you're done building. I'm very interested to hear your take (laughs) on the secret escape pod. Guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. We hope uh, we get to hang out with you guys again. Uh, This has been a blast. But. What are you working on? Give all the people all the stuff of where they can find you. Twitch, YouTube, the whole nine yards. Go nuts. Molly, you go first. I always uh, go first. I'm on Twitter at Molly Damon and also on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Molly Damon. And I will be streaming Squadrons whenever that comes out. But I'll, you're better off watching Alex play it than me. <laughs> we're all, we're I'm sure we'll have, stream it together. Yeah. Um, but until then, Fall Guys... Uh, once I get my new PC built, I'm going to be doing the Sims Batu uh, expansion. <laughs> uh, we are both at our YouTube channel, Star Wars Explained. Uh, we do videos covering all the new Star Wars content as it comes out, books, comics, TV shows, movies, video games. Uh, we also do live streams of video games. We live stream us building Legos, like we just said. Um I'm on Twitch at Alex Damon Live. I will also be playing so much Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, I'll be doing that on YouTube and Twitch. And on October 10th, uh, me and a couple other YouTubers are going to be part of Operation Ace, which is the oh, first cool. competitive Squadrons thing. We got in early before it's like based on skill. It's just like, we can all just play and have fun, and we'll see who wins. Uh, but yeah, Operation Ace is on October 10th, and I think we're all going to be streaming that on our various platforms. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us again. We we, we had a blast. Uh, but you can find that guy uh, next to me at fb.gg slash darkness429. He's darkness429 everywhere. He's verified on Twitter now, Chad. He's a big, big f***ing deal. Uh, <laughs> and that you can find check mark. Yeah, oh yeah, he's, he's fancy, fancy, <laughs> fancy. Uh, you can check me out on Twitch, Kmagic101. I'm Kevin Exhibition on Twitter, Kmagic101 everywhere else. And we are Rare Drop. Go to raredrop.co. Go to the store. You can check out all the content. You can go back and listen to old episodes of this where Tim and I make wild accusations about various things, some of which come to fruition and some don't. But either way, Tim, you guys tell me the thing so I can do the thing. Kevin, punch it to hyperspace. We outie. 
Uh, thank you so much again. Uh, we appreciate you. We'll be back next Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here. Twitch.tv slash rarejop and fb.gg slash rarejopco. Again, we appreciate you. Thank you. And as always, chat, may the force be with you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.